What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is uh, Wednesday, August, October 14th. Sure, sounds good. When there's football on a Tuesday for the second time in NFL history, you'll pardon me if I get a little confused. Uh, also, the Braves beat the Dodgers for the second time in a row. It's 2-0 now. We're two wins away from the World Series. Somebody's feeling giddy. Hey, you um, know what? What's up, Ryan Wilson? I was in a fraternity in college, and my fraternity brother, who I haven't talked to in, since I left college, owns the Los Angeles Dodgers. That seems like a breach, John Breach-style lie, but sure. He's Are we doing, playing two truths and a lie, and, and Wilson just starting out like with a, a, an all-out lie? Is he, he like, is he like a Packers owner where he owns, like, like he, has, <laughs> he owns according, two pieces of stock? According to the Google machines, he's worth $4 billion. So I think he's doing slightly better than I am after graduation. Like is, four billion American dollars or are we talking it? like Ta- Nicaraguan Ta- money? Todd Bowley. B-O-E-H-L-Y. Wow. Good for you. Not really. How did you, how did you realize this? Because I went to school with him, and when someone you go to school with ends up owning a major professional sports team, you, you tend to know about it. This guy has done better with his life than you have. Yeah, I just said that. I mean, I feel like that's debatable. So this is the list. Does Ryan list. have a Wikipedia page that calls him a philanthropist? I don't think so. Do you want a Wikipedia page? Ryan Wilson. The... They could say Brinson is uh, Ryan Wilson's best friend when we all know that's not true. So you can just put false stuff on Wikipedia page. Wow, he tried to buy Chelsea for $3 billion last year, and the, the Russian guy who owns it said no? So, again, he's he's doing slightly better than me. Anyway, I didn't mean to d- disrupt the podcast. The Braves won. They're up 2 nothing. Uh, at one point, went to college with the kid who owns now the Dodgers. Oh, my God. At William & Mary, at the college, William & Mary's College of uh, the, the Raymond A. Mason School of Business, there is a Bowley Center for Excellence in Finance. This is what right happened. Next door is a a hut for podcasting. The Wilson Hut for Podcasting. This is what happened on the Monday night podcast. The Braves won. Brinson has to mention it. And then we get completely sidetracked. And now that he's mentioned it twice and they won both nights, he's gonna have to mention it again because it's one of those uh superstitious things. And so we're gonna get sidetracked on every podcast until they're eliminated. Uh so and that can't happen for at least four more games because they're up two oh. This is insane. It's yeah, well, that's what's going to happen. And you know what? It's more interesting than the Titans, who hadn't played a game in like 42 days, beating the, the Buffalo Bills 42-16 to 16 on Tuesday Night Football. And by the way, we will also discuss briefly at the end of this podcast, Lev Bell cut by the Jets in the middle of the game. How dare you, Jets? On Not in the middle of the Jets game, in the middle of the Tuesday Night game. In which <laughs> so the I'm saying, that was believable. Like, like Ryan has to clarify because the Jets will literally cut someone in the middle of a game. <laughs> but it's like, it's like Marshawn Lynch retired in the middle of Super Bowl 50 and like the Jets cut Lev Bell in the middle of a Tuesday night Bills-Titans game. Um, all right, let's get to this game because – I think a lot of people believe that the Bills would roll the Titans. I know I was amongst that group. The Titans had a plus six point differential after three weeks. They had beaten the Jaguars and Vikings and had given up 30 points each to both of those teams. The Bills were four and oh. Josh Allen was in the MVP mix. He was and playing fantastic. Yes. You throw in the other factors that the Titans have only practiced one time in the past 16 days right. on the field as a team. And the Bills got eight days rest from their last game, but also got to practice during those eight days. This did not seem like there was any way it was going to turn into a Titans blowout. So it was instance, almost you, too stinky in hindsight to take the Bills minus three. Well, yeah, because we know that we now know the result. That's why it's too stinky. But 
I predicted uh, one and a half over on Josh Allen touchdowns. Over hit. Also, you and I both like the over total points. That hit on that super fluky touchdown throw from from uh, Ryan I mean, Tannehill when he was right, literally in the end zone when he threw the football. Let's talk about that. That is – so as someone who may have live bet the over several times um, and had a lot on the over and it looked like it was dead the whole way through, mm-hmm. but praying for a Titans field goal, the Titans get a first down and then they ran a – bootleg play action type of thing to Ryan Tannehill, who was basically instructed to run to the end zone or get down if you need to. And he's moving. Are you calling timeout on me, Breach? I just want to call timeout to set this up real quick, that this situation would not have even been possible if the Bills didn't fumble the ensuing kickoff. So the yes. Titans scored a touchdown to go up 35-16. The Bills, Andre Roberts fumbles the kickoff, and then Tennessee gets to take over on uh Buffalo's 18-yard line. And so I'm sure Brinson, when he saw the fumbled kickoff, probably lost it. And then well, now Brinson, like you pick it up. Like in a bad way or good way? Good way. Like, well, oh, my like- God, the over is going to hit. But at first it was like, oh, nightmare. Then it was like, wait a minute. They're going to get held to a field goal. They're going to kick and they're, and they're, the over's going to hit. This is going to be great. And then they run the bootleg to, to Tannehill and he's rolling out and he's about to get down and he realizes Johnny Smith is wide open. He's like, eh, I'll just throw this. And it was like, oh my God, a touchdown. But I was like, that's, he's clearly past the line of scrimmage. And they started doing the replays. Jay Feely's drawn a line. There's no like, where's the official he, line? There's always an official line. Nowhere to be found, the official line guy. They were saying it was on the eight. I don't, I don't know. I mean, if you had the under in that game, that is a all time bet. If you had under 52 and a half or under 53, which is where it opened, that's an all time bad beat because it's definitely should have been. Although I guess it would have been a penalty on the Titans. They would have moved him back. They would have run the ball once and then kicked. So maybe it goes over anyway. I don't know. He threw the ball from the six yard line. I don't think that's it for this dispute. Well, and, he was just social distancing from the line of scrimmage. Let's give it to him. He just the Titans. If anybody needs to be social distancing, it's the Tennessee Titans. So let's let's actually give Ryan Tannehill some credit here, guys. So um, I want to say this fun fact before Breach does, which is always now my my goal for the rest of the twenty twenty season. Bre- uh, Britson, you. you mentioned that the Titans came into the same plus six point differential. Well, here's the other thing. Another reason why we <laughs> like the Bills so much: the Bills are plus twenty three point differential. Oh, the the Bills. They scoop slam them? Here we go. The Bills are now minus three point differential. Titans 32. Suck it. Are the the Bills the frauds? So, I mean, that was a flip flop in a span of 60 minutes of ass looking football. So it is a scoop slam. Take that one back. Or one and a half games up with the Colts now. They have a a really, they have a great strength of victory. (laughs) This is crazy. How does this happen? Um, and the Bills are, I mean, look, I, Bills I, are four and one with a minus three point differential. That's crazy. That suddenly looks did, like a did, terrible. Did the Bills ball. get caught looking ahead to the Chiefs? No, I just think they I, see. Came I don't out think flat. that's possible because they had the eight days. There is no, uh, right. you know, if this is a Sunday to Thursday, like it was originally scheduled to be, and you're like, oh my god, we have to play the Chiefs in three days. But no, you had eight days of rest. The Titans are undefeated. It's not like they were playing the Jets. If you're playing the Jets, I get overlooking, tripping over, falling on your face, but you still win because you're facing the Jets. You're playing uh, one of only five undefeated teams in the NFL. I, I don't see how you could possibly right. overlook them. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a theory as to why the Bills struggled so badly in this. And it was mentioned a couple times. I got, that maybe, I got one too. Go ahead. I got one too. 
Okay. Well, here's my theory is, and I've, I've Brady Quinn and I have texted about this and we actually have a Brady Quinn football show in, uh, in the feed for Wednesday, but we didn't, we didn't discuss this. Um, one of the things that teams are doing a little more frequently now, especially with mobile quarterbacks is just dropping back into zone. I mean, like, look, we're not going to like, we're not going to blitz you. We're going to drop back into zone. You can chew us up underneath, take time off the clock and then good luck in the red zone. And that's sort of what the Titans did. They just dropped back and played zone and made Josh Allen try to read instead of getting man on one-on-one looks with Stefan Diggs while people were blitzing him and he could take off running. And it really confused him. That's what, that's what happened to Lamar Jackson versus the Chiefs. And Mahomes back against the Raiders. Yeah. The, the who against the Raiders? Mahomes. Yes. Yes. They did the same thing. Yeah. Drop back in the zone. Be like, listen. We're not going to – somebody else did it against Mahomes. You're not going to beat us deep. You're going to dink and dunk down the Mahomes. field, and we're going to stop yeah. you. Yeah, and I think – um and Brady and I th- – th- in this when Brady and I were texting about this, he had a he had a picture because he called this game again, in the Seahawks-Dolphins game. At one point, the Dolphins dropped nine guys into coverage against Russell Wilson. Oh, no, no, no. The Seahawks dropped nine guys into coverage against Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, that's just sort of where the league's going. Like, all right, look, we're going to drop everybody into coverage – there's going to be a couple, and the, and the, uh, the Vikings did this against Sean Watson too. It's, it's sort of how you fix the young quarterback who's very good at making plays with his legs and freelancing, um, but isn't going to sit in the pocket and totally read the defense and just pick you apart situation. Cause if you play man against Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Everybody has their back to you and they can take off running and pick up 20 plus yards. If you put three guys, you know, 10 yards back of the line of scrimmage linebackers and have a couple safeties, you know, play two high safeties, you can really limit the opportunities to throw to windows. And Josh Allen to me was clearly scared to make those throws and was just throwing it underneath. Well, and one thing about that, I also saw, and it'll, it'll be easier to see when all 22s out, but I felt like Josh Allen could have run for five yards at least on every single play. He wasn't getting anything huge because the Titans did have a few guys kind of hovering, uh, uh, you know, seven to 10 yards downfield. He, but he only took off, I think, three times and he gave at least five yards every single time. But it looked like he was determined to sit in the pocket and prove that he could throw the ball. It's like, Josh, we've already seen you play the first few weeks, man. If you have to go back to 2018 Josh Allen to win this game, because your accuracy was 2018 Josh Allen, you need to go back to running or 2019 Josh Allen. Uh, he, I thought he should have taken off more because that was there. Uh, and he could have gotten small chunks and they didn't have any other running game. And that would have kept the Titans offense or defense a little more honest, but he just didn't do it. He only took off four times, got 18 yards. Uh, and the, and the pass just wasn't there because of the defense the Titans were playing. Well, my counterpoint is uh, two words, Andre Roberts. He fumbled the first, not, not literally fumbled. He muffed the first pass in this direction for a, an interception. I mean, you got to catch that pass. That wasn't a bad throw. And then he muffed yeah, the, on, yeah. One on Josh Allen, and then he muffed the the kickoff at the end there that led to the Ryan Tannehill phantom touchdown that counted. So I look, Josh Allen didn't play. This was his worst game of the year without a doubt. But I thought he played better than if you're just looking at the stat line. He made some good throws. That second interception was clearly all on him and terrible. But um, I don't disagree with the breach. He, he could have run more. But again, I was a person whinged about him running too much in that week one game where he fumbled twice, sort of two stupid plays where he didn't get down early. So. um Bill Stevens didn't show up. We were crushing the Titans defense during the, uh, the pick. Bill Stevens didn't show. right now. The Titans defense wasn't either until tonight. And then they, see, just, I don't agree with you. The Bills defense didn't show up. The, 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 the Bills 
Yeah, I know you're looking at the scoreboard, and that's what everybody's going to do. The Bills outgained the Titans, and it wasn't like these were garbage time yards. This game, this game was 21 to 10 in the third quarter. What happened to the Bills defense was we had the Andre Roberts interception where the Bills got, or the Titans offense got set up inside the 15 yard line. So great, a 15 yard drive. You can't put that on the defense. We had this, the horrible, horrible Josh Allen interception that was his fault in the second half that also put the Titans offense inside the 15 yard line. You can't really put that in the Bills defense. The, the, the Bills special team gave up a 40-yard punt return to Cleef Raymond that set up the Titans' offense inside the Bills' 30-yard line. It's hard to put that on the Bills' defense. You had Andre Roberts' fumble that gave the Titans the ball inside the Bills' 20-yard line. It's hard to put that on the defense. So the Titans got four touchdowns because of things that had nothing to do with the Bills' defense. Counterpoint, Josh Norman got murdered three times. And once when he got murdered, it was that Derek – I, I think that's a fair point, Breach. I guess let's look at where the Titans – oh, my. Buffalo 16, Buffalo 30, Buffalo 12, and Buffalo 18. That's what are you, look, what are you looking four, at? That's where the Titans started oh, four no. times inside the Buffalo Reds. Inside their – like, they got started four times in the and, Reds. And how many defenses can overcome that? You know, that's – you can't put that on the defense. Yeah, that I, – I'll agree with that. But, but when the, the Titans, Titans actually had the ball – for the most part, if they wanted to, they could wing it all over the place. Like they didn't. I, they had a 15 play drive. I think their first drive was no. Actually, the Bills had a 15 play drive to to, yeah. to bolster Breach's point. Well, yeah. No, I mean, look. I think the Bills. I think the Titans played a a defense the Bills didn't see coming. And this is again. This has happened a couple times with that, that zone stuff. Um, the Titans Rabel I mean, did it to uh, the the Ravens last year. Titans, did it to the Patriots. Like Rabel. He's giving a little credit as a defensive uh, smart guy. Well, and 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 now he's doing it without Dean Pease, which is impressive because right. you know they had him last year against Lamar. This game probably should have been twenty one sixteen Titans final, and it's like way under and tight. Like the Titans, I mean, they scored their their they scored touchdowns in their final three drives, and that Buffalo touchdown at the end was, I mean, it could have been twenty one ten easily. Like this, like if you had the if you took the under here, you should be. Pretty annoyed. And I'll give you credit on the Bills defense, but look, they were, they weren't covering anybody. Yeah. I, I'm not giving them credit on that. Look, I know the trade white didn't play. I get all that. But again, that argument doesn't hold water because everyone is freaking injured on every team. That defense has played like crap all year long. The Titans defense ranked 18th coming into this game, according to DVOA, and they slapped the Bills around. I know Breach, you said that the Bills had more yards, but either Josh Allen didn't play well or he did because the running game wasn't there. So the yards came from somewhere. But the Titans played much better defensively than the. Well, Bears. it was it was it was one ten and a half. And if you're a t- if you're the Titans, you're not you weren't worried about it, right? Like you're thinking, all right, we're going to go out there and just limit Josh Allen, run the ball with Derrick Henry, and we'll be fine. I mean, AJ Brown was open all day long. Derrick Henry destroyed Josh Norman. Hey, by um, the way, that that Derrick Henry on Josh Morgan crime, Mike Garofalo of the NFL Network, who's generally awesome, actually tweeted out, "Is that the most disrespectful stiff arm ever?" That's probably Mike Garoppolo's worst tweet. Well, well, if you claim Vance McDonald is more more disrespectful than that, you're insane. Have you seen Vance McDonald? I have a whole list of ones that are. That well, are, are you guys in- just waiting for the headline uh, that Josh Norman was going to pull Avante Davis and retire at halftime? Like after that stiff arm, like guys, I'm done. I Ryan, obviously I'm he, washed up. I can't play anymore. I'm out. Ryan, he hit him. He stiff armed him, and Josh Norman went limp and went flew like three feet in the air. I was so I have my HD antenna TV going. I knew I had this on the thing. 
back here. And I was like, I shrieked out loud and like left out of my, left off my couch in my office and sprinted around to my desk so I could videotape that like Josh Norman getting absolutely annihilated. Oh, there's no doubt about that. A hundred percent. I believe that, but I don't know what that has to do with anything. I mean, well, what's the, what's the best stiff arm? What's, well, the let's, let's go through it. So I think, uh, I think Vance McDonald's is, is better. And I may be on Chris, uh, Chris Conti. I may be, yeah, here, I'll, I'll put these in Slack and we can look at them together. So there's that one. The, the, that angle is the most disrespectful angle, I think, on Chris Conte. I mean, come on. So that's a good one, but that's not the best one. I, I'm fine. But here's one that I love, and you should love this one too, Brinson, because it's your, it's your boy, oh. Steve, <laughs> Steve Smith. This to me might be in the running. This is better than, than what we saw happen to Josh Norman. That was so against is, the Bengals. I remember that, that one. Right. This is Steve it was Smith. Against Pac-Man, I think. With the Ravens against the Bengals. Deep throw from Joe Flacco. I don't, yeah, is that Pac-Man? I think it is. Playing these, playing these. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Lord, Lord have mercy. And Steve Smith scored a touchdown. You have to give some credit for how the play goes because Derrick Henry only got, had like a five yard yeah. gain. If you I score think, on like I think a Derrick Henry like stopped pass, and was like, "Oh my God, am I going to get arrested?" I mean, you know, he's he was a little. This worried. Earl Campbell one is an app. This is number one without. This is an absolute annihilation, and it's a touchdown score to breach his point. I mean, look at that, Earl Campbell. Oh. I mean, I don't oh, know. He's oh no, no, no. Okay, look, the Steve Smith one is great. But Steve Smith, <laughs> Steve Smith looks great because Steve Smith slowed down to stiff arm. <laughs> right. He's got, he's like in the open and he still, he like slows down to stiff arm. Uh, we, we might need a top like five. This is a post. Dog, you got to get off the bed by yourself, pal. Leave the dog alone. The dog's fine. And there's this one too, Breach. This is Marshawn in the playoff game against the Saints in the Quake Bowl, which is also every, everyone in this house always needs something, guys. Another um, touchdown run. I think the Marshawn against the Saints in the playoffs is uh, disrespectful on so many levels. Oh my God! I mean, it goes on and on. This one isn't. This one isn't top three for me. It, it was super I, I, embarrassing for Josh Norman. It's top one for him and for the rest of his life. But um, if I number one is if number if number one is uh, Derek Henry, number two might be Ryan Wilson on Mike Garofalo. <laughs> this is stiff <laughs> an epic stiff arm. No, I'm just going through Mike, 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 excuse me, Mike Garofalo's mentions, and these are the ones that people have dropped in. No, I like Mike. He said I look. I, Mike's, Mike's look great. Mike's, oh, the, the Marshawn, the beast mode is, um, is pretty stout. Yeah. So, I mean, playoff look, beast mode. In the moment, it was incredibly fun to watch, okay, but I think right, historically. Here's, here's my suggestion for how to fix this argument. We don't count Derek Henry's move as a stiff arm. Because it wasn't. It was a toss. Well, then I would argue that Khalil Mack on Tristan Wirfs is number one this season. That was a hip toss. Josh Norman went to tackle a man and just got thrown. Like, like Josh Henry, Norman weighs 40 pounds less, yeah, 20 pounds less than the running back Derrick Henry. Uh, Khalil but Mack. He's an NFL player. You know, like Tristan Wirfs weighs 320 pounds and Khalil Mack weighs 250. So why are we arguing about what's more impressive? This is a, such a bizarre hill to stand on. What do what do you do? Are you getting paid I, by I didn't, Or are you, I didn't realize you were such a Derrick Henry hater. Just give the man some credit for a fantastic stiff arm, Brian. I know who but, is the president the way, of the anti Derrick Henry fan club. Here's my Derrick Henry love, and I I, I did like the thing. But it's not, the, the, the worst the worst. I'll just rewatch it. The worst thing is not even 
close to Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, Josh Norman goes to tackle him, and Derrick Henry puts his arm on his shoulder and launches him. He's four feet in the air, just and like you, like all of a sudden you don't know what's happening to your life. You've just been touched by a man. He shoved you four feet in the air. You are flying through space, and you don't know when you're going to land, who's going to land on top of you, what will happen when you land, how you ended up in the air, but you have been tossed by another human being straight up into the sky on national television. You know what you're describing? That Earl Campbell one. Except Earl Campbell lifts the man over his head, carries him to the end zone, and choke slams him to the ground while scored a touchdown. I mean, that's number one. I'm okay with Earl as number one. But I like the Derrick Henry thing. And look, here's, here's me pumping up Derrick Henry from last year's playoff. And, um, this is from Boston, Josh Jones, Boston Sports 802. And I love the, the caption last year in the playoffs. Earl, Earl, Earl said, when Earl said screw look it at, and started blocking for Henry. I love that. And then because, the, but the ref jumps as he like leaps into the air as he's giving. So Derrick Henry blocks Earl Thomas so bad that Earl Thomas turns around and looks like he's starting to block for Derrick Henry as he's running down the field in last year's playoff game, Texans Ravens. So that's, that's, uh, in the mix too. I, I love what happened in the Derrick Henry thing against Josh Norman, but I think let's not overreact and say it's a, the most disrespectful thing ever in terms of stiff arms. Okay. I, 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 it's easily the most exciting part of this Tuesday night game. I think you're underselling it, but I'm, I'm not saying it's the greatest stiff arm of all time. I just said you got to. Then we agree. I, I, I feel like we could give a shout out to Malcolm Butler, who finally, you know, it took a few years, but the Titans finally got their money's worth because he won, he basically won this game for him. He, his two picks set up two touchdowns. And by that second one was kind of the, the icebreaker. And that was the one that was completely Josh Allen's fault in the second half because it was 21 to 10. The Bills were driving. If the Bills score, uh, all of a sudden, maybe it's 21 to 17 and the Bills were in Titans territory. They were at the 33 yard line and that Malcolm Butler had one of the craziest. Re- we're talking about the craziest stiff arms. Let's talk about the craziest interception returns where he took it 68 yards. It looked like three different times he was down and the Titans practically gave up because they all thought he had been tackled and he took it all the way back to Buffalo's 12 yard line. Mm. What is your, um, Malcolm Butler, Le'Veon Bell, fun fact, Rachel, I saw you tweeted out. Oh, my Malcolm Butler, Le'Veon Bell, fun fact. Because Le'Veon Bell got cut during the game, Malcolm Butler had more interception return yards against the Bills on Tuesday than Le'Veon Bell had rushing yards with the Jets all season. Malcolm that's, Butler, 97, Le'Veon Bell, 74. Le'Veon, by the way, people are talking about like Le'Veon Bell. Got, do we need to move on? Do we need to take a break, Debo? No, Debo actually said, do not take a break. But wrap on this game in a few minutes and then hit Levy. <laughs> uh, you'll forgive me for not knowing what was happening in Slack. It just kept giving me alerts that Ryan was dropping YouTube links. Yeah, we were talking about stiff arms. Most disrespectful stiff arms. All right, let me ask you guys this then. Are the Bills about to get stiff armed out of the playoff race? Are they in trouble? No, because they, they're still frauds? Up with, can I Are read the Bills you frauds? Can, can I give you their next four games, Ryan? Before yes, you, you do, reach. before you do, they're one game up on the <laughs> Patriots. So that's, that's kind of, that's a duck. Chiefs. They're playing the Chiefs. They're playing <laughs> okay. the Chiefs. That's why you need to sack wins early. Go ahead. Then at Jets, not tough, but then Patriots, Seahawks. They got so Chiefs, Patriots, Seahawks, three of their next four. What, what's the their Patri- record in those four games? Well, first, who do the Patriots play the next two weeks? Chiefs, Patriots, Seahawks? Are the Bills going to be four and four? Who do the Patriots play the next two weeks? They play no. the Broncos and then the 49ers at home. So they could have the same records. 
coming into that matchup two, three weeks from now. And the Bills are going to beat the Jets in two weeks, Princess, so they will have at least five wins. Wait, he said Chiefs, Patriots, Seahawks. No, the Jets are in the, that three of the next four are Chiefs, Patriots, Seahawks. Maybe five and four. Maybe potentially five and four. Like that's not it's crazy. It's not well, that crazy. Yeah, it's not crazy at all. I think they'll be, uh, five and two and the Patriots could conceivably four and two when they meet. I think. I and think that was that. for all the people tweeting at me and Brinson saying that we just say everyone can win all their games in their entire next stretch. We're not saying about the Bills. We're saying the Bills could go one and three in their next four. Right, yeah. suck it, nerds. <laughs> and then you look at the Texans or the uh, Titans. They have the Texans, the Steelers, and the Bengals in their next three. I mean, I feel like has there ever two been and one at Homer? worst? Two and one at Ooh, worst. Ooh, now here's where it gets real interesting. So the Bills have again the Chiefs, the Seahawks, Jets. Chiefs, Jets, Patriots, Seahawks. Right? The Patriots have. Broncos. We literally just had that this conversation. Well, we only went two weeks with the Patriots, so he can keep going. Broncos, 49ers, Bills, Jets. Yeah. What are you going to say next? I mean, I, I think that, well, let's, uh, um, while I'm, while I'm, while I'm finding this, you, uh, you figure it out, but I was going to look to see what the odds were at our pals, uh, William and Hill, William Hill for <laughs> football futures to bet on the division winner. In the NFC, in the AFC East, and the Patriots are plus one seventy. That's a slam job. You slam that. Yeah, I. I here's the, the Bills thing. are minus two hundred. Are we overreacting about this one blowout loss? No, we didn't seem too concerned when the Chiefs got their doors blown off by Derek freaking Carr a couple days. Chiefs ago. lost by one score, but they should have lost. The Bills to the lost by twenty six. Ryan, they should have lost to the Chargers. Derek Carr went absolutely ham, as Brinson likes to say. That's concerning. Did the, the Bills, did the, did the Raiders get to practice before that game? Yes. The Bills lost to a team that had one practice in two Coming weeks and had 24 days. COVID infections. Like this is an embarrassing loss. Preach, They've given preach. up 30 points to the Jaguars and Vikings. They give their hemorrhaging points to everybody and the Bills made it 16 points. Josh Allen got confused by zone. Everybody already crowned Josh Allen as the MVP. He didn't get Cam confused. Newton's coming back. The Patriots almost beat the Chiefs without Cam Newton. I, I think this is a hammer spot, Patriots plus 170, to win the division. I will just say this, and this is what I was looking for while you were you guys were blabbing on about stuff that no one cares about. Well, I blabbed on so Brinson can look up whatever he was looking up. You keep okay, fair enough. It was a favorite. The Bills came into this game. I love you, Dickie B. Came into this game ranked ninth in DVOA. Clearly that's going to drop because they played like crap. Granted, and it, I think we all slept on the Titans except for maybe Breach because – Retrospectively, oh, okay. he, he knew every team was going to be good. Is the, is the Josh Allen MVP train dead? Before we answer that, but here's my concern yes. with the with the odds. You're not supposed to answer it when I say before we answer that. The Patriots he are did. twenty. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, <laughs> you guys are so mad about that Earl Thomas stiff arm. The Patriots are twentieth in DVOA. They're nineteenth on offense, twenty second on defense. So they're not playing great. Like Cam has looked good. He's coming off the COVID thing. I'm assuming he'll probably play the next time they suit up, but. There are concerns there. So I want to see what happens in three weeks. I'm excited about that game. I do wonder also if, before we put your finger down, Breach, for us. I just want to ask you this question, Ryan, and I think we asked it last week because we're talking about the Patriots being 20th in DVOA. What is the Bills' record if they played the Patriots' schedule Uh of Dolphins, Seahawks, Raiders, Chiefs? They're not, they probably lose to the Seahawks and Chiefs. They're two and two at best, maybe one and three. 
and they're twentieth in DVOA. We're, we're gonna get a bunch of new uh, reviews with too much. <laughs> I, think we'll get, I think we'll be like they brought the uh, back. This is what happens when they make us cover a Tuesday night game, and it just goes it, off the rails. Here's what I was gonna say before Breach interrupted me when I asked not to be interrupted. <laughs> I do wonder if Josh Allen, the lights were too bright for him, if he had a little Andy Dalton complex hmm. because. He's been balling out on Sundays at 1 p.m. when no one's watching. And then this was a huge game. It got moved back two days or however many days and moved forward, whatever. No one else. This is the only game in town, and they got absolutely destroyed. Uh, I well, then me. that's not good news because that's also his next game. No, that's right. Monday, Monday night. I tend to think no because he played really well on Thanksgiving against the Cowboys last year. But, I mean, I, that's – How a- do you play in that playoff game against the Texans when he threw the ball over his head? Again, I just sort of wonder if, okay, so they're playing the Chiefs next week. The Chiefs defense has got embarrassed by Derek Carr. Maybe the Chiefs defense going to probably look at what the Titans did and try to scheme up something similar to what. And the Bills will probably do the same thing that we talked about the teams trying to do to Patrick Mahomes. But then the question becomes, who do you have more faith in, Patrick Mahomes or Josh, Josh uh, Allen? It's going to be Patrick Mahomes. Not Josh Allen. And the, and the Bills running game straight up sucks. It's that, non-existent. That's the problem as well. Do you think they sign Le- Oh, I won't even ask because we got to talk about it. <laughs> All right. But before we get to Le'Veon Bell and talk about that, we got to tell you about a brand new, we're going to welcome, we got to say bienvenidos to a brand new CBS Sports podcast. Que golazo! It's a daily, oh my God, daily? How dare they? A daily soccer podcast that aims to bring you the best analysis and commentary from the world's game. They'll have gambling previews and immediate match recaps and reaction to all the latest news from the Champions League to the Premier League to the Americans in Europe and everything in between. It's truly a must-listen if you're a soccer fan. Today, Wednesday, the team will be releasing their first full episode reacting to Ronaldo getting COVID-19. I guess I should have rolled my R's there. And recapping the international break. Go subscribe now to K Golazo on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else podcasts are found. On so, a scale uh, of one to ten, how would you rate that read? That was I'll give you a nine point two. Uh you, you you got the it's Galazzo, so you were close enough, but I was gonna ask either you or Breach, do you know what a Galazzo is in soccer? Uh hat trick? No. Is it a goal? It is a goal, but it's a particular type of goal. Uh corner kick. No, it is a spectacular goal. A golazo. All goals go. are spectacular because they happen so infrequently, Ryan. I am, uh, now, Debo, um, is this podcast, K golazo? Is it golazo instead of golazo? Yeah, you're, you're having golazo. the wrong emphasis there. Galazzo. Gala- there you go. It's Galazzo. Now, Galazzo. is this in, um, is it, this is podcast it, is a, a uh, two point conversion. Is it, is it Espanol or English? This is in no, English. This podcast is like a 62-yard field goal. That doesn't convert. That's <laughs> <laughs> a convert. There, there will be some um, Spanish-specific episodes, but largely in English. Oh, awesome. But we're this, you know, pick six appeals to a lot of people. We get comments from a lot of places, but I think this might be our most international podcast. You can say. I'm excited. So I, I, I gotta be honest. Like I'm, I'm big into soccer now. Why does soccer? Why, why can't? Ebo, why do we need I, to start promoting more that I'm half Mexican and, and try and go more international? Why can't I? Why can't I like soccer? I, I'm giving you a hard time. Go ahead. 
I, I like soccer. I that was Ryan's soccer. thing to get away from you, Brenton, and now no, no, you're like encroaching on his territory. That's what it was. Thank you. I knew it was something. Right, he didn't want to say um, it. <laughs> but I do find it like incredibly complex and difficult to deal with the different – like I know all the – I think I know all the teams now. I don't know all the players. But like I, sometimes I don't know why certain teams are playing certain other teams. Oh, fair enough. I early on, yeah, it's confusing. It, it's, it's very an international weird. break, and now Champions League. Like they so play like a, Premier League, and then they play Champions League. Here's here's how Champions it was explained League. to me a long time ago. So UEFA, the Champions League, is like the NCAA tournament. Yes. Um, the uh, Europa League is like NIT. So if you don't finish high enough in your conference, <sighs> you get sent to the Europa League. If you finished in the bottom of the pack, you don't even get to go to the tournament. So the Champions League. league is the Champions League, like, like if you play the Premier League, you end up going to playing in the Champions I thought, is that right? It, if you are, usually it's top four. If you finish top four in your league, in the big leagues in so Europe. The Bundesliga, you, Champions League. Syria, uh, Roma, La Liga. Yeah, yeah, you get to go to the Champions League, which is, uh, again, the NCAA tournament equivalent. If you finish like five to ten or five to nine or whatever it is, then you go to the Europa League. And then they're playing games for the Champions League, for the smaller uh professional leagues and those are actually fun to watch because you can see teams have runs um so yeah that, that's and the good thing is because there are only 36 i think uh premier league games or la liga games but then you play on the Wednesday, tuesdays and wednesdays for the champions or the europa league so you th- have, that's what that's what gets me is you're playing the champions league as you're playing the premier league that's right and sometimes teams and also these leagues these professional leagues the in-season leagues don't have playoffs or championships so you just win however many whoever wins the most games has the most points at the end of the year. That's who wins. So if you're the end of the league, there are 10 games left. It'd be like if the Ravens just won the Super Bowl last year when they got to 13. Exactly. And then they would prepare for the NCAA tournament as opposed to worrying about games 14, 15, and 16. They right. would sit their players and then play in midweek. Lamar Jackson would play. What's the NFL then- should have done this year. Jeez. Well, but, but, but like, right, let me ask you this. What's more important for, uh, let's say, Chelsea? Is it more important to win the, the EPL or is it more important to win the Champions League? Last year, it was extremely important for them to finish in the top four to qualify for the Champions League. No, but I, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying what's, what, well, what, what, what right is, now to begin the season, you're going, you're trying to win everything. Like right, they have, I, Champions like, League you, is the highest thing you can win. It, it's, no, I, you're going to, okay. the fan so, base, so like if you're that, a fan, so, Will, what's your team right now? I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm currently undecided. I've decided to, uh, I've decided to renegotiate my, my discussions with your Chelsea. Fandom. Yes, by fandom. Well, I guess what I'm asking is like, let's say you finish fourth in the EPL, the English Premier League. Great. You're going to the Champions League. Okay. Right. But would you rather be first in the EPL and knocked out of the, uh, well, that won't happen. Of- oh, well, but here's the thing. Like, so Liverpool won the EPL last year. So they're not qualified for this upcoming EP, uh, Champions League, which has yet to start or it's just started in sort of the qualifying round. No, but, so I, that- but okay. I'm saying like, all right, let's say think about like ACC basketball. Yeah. Would you rather be the first? Because there's no technical ACC championship, regular season championship. Right. But you want to be the best team in the league. Like you want to be the. What matters more, the cha- like winning the Champions League or winning the EPL? Well, here's the thing. So if Duke wins the ACC, 
that means they qualify for the NCAA tournament the following year. So now they have the whole year to sort of figure it out. Uh, I see what you're so saying. that's oh, that's so if you went so like like Liverpool wins the EPL, they won it. In, like, all in, right, we have, a, we have we're in the Champions League next year. Exactly. Now we need a double debt. Like, let's get some transfers. Let's pay up for some right. dudes. Let's load up and go and, for Champions League. Run. And by the way, a lot of young players or even established players want to come to teams where they know they'll be playing Champions League. So that also helps in that regard. Okay, so, so from the sound of it, it seems like it's a good thing this podcast is on every day because Brenton has a lot to learn. <laughs> exactly. Right. That's that's the that's number one listener. One. Well, yeah. unfortunately, uh, you know, episode one is Brenton asking questions. <laughs> that's actually a good episode. Dima, set it up. I'm sure. I'm sure. I will say no, okay, you got to ask. So, you got to leave a five star review. We're not. I, I can't set that up for you. You have to do it like everybody else and leave a five star review. Okay, go out. I will not be no. No, One thing you know, actually, I'll, I'll do that when they send an email to the whole company that says, leave a five-star review for the Pick 6 podcast. How about that? I think they already did that. But one thing that I actually is really great about American soccer at this point is that there are so many young players playing in Europe right now, and there's a lot of reason to be excited. And if they talk about that, it's definitely worth listening, subscribing, and five-starring it up. Okay, well, let's uh, hold up your phone to see your subscription, and we'll uh, move on. Oh, not my phone. Just kidding. Phone. Uh, I don't know. My, phone, script- my phone's actually back here anyway. Okay, so... Uh, also, when so when does the Champions League? Because you know, it's already started. Like, like the you, the qualifying rounds have started, so it'll be on. Um, right, right, but once we get to the bracket, we'll be able to bet on who we think will win. Yeah, CBS All Access, I would imagine, will be, and the CBS All Access is going to have their red zone version of of UEFA coverage too. What six games at once? I saw that going Shut out. Up. So they have a Twitter. That, machine, so. I'll watch that. Soccer, I, I have a tough soccer? time. I'm a second half guy in soccer. I can watch the second half, but it moves a little bit too slow for me. Uh, but I, I love soccer. I went to the women's world cup. I flew to, yeah, you did. to France you did. to go to the women's world cup. I do like watching I've got soccer. Lots of women friends and soccer friends. His sister was a all American at Northern Arizona, but Black Sabbath, shout, out, shout out to the lumberjacks. Um, yeah, but I, yeah, it, it, I'm not, I don't know as much as Ryan, but I probably am like in between Brenton and Ryan and knowledge, oh, but closer so, to Brenton. Oh, down Ronaldo. Um, Ryan, do you know the name of that Red Zone show? I don't, and I was actually going to ask you about the details, Evo, because I couldn't, um, I didn't see the, I didn't, I just saw the screenshot, I didn't read the press release. Well, it fits because it's called the Galazzo Show. It just takes out K. Makes sense. All the spectacular Uh, goals. Are we worried at all that the branding, the branding that it might be, you know, you might see K Galazzo, and you would think. I think a lot of soccer fans know what that means, so it's not like a, it's like um. I don't know what the equivalent would be, like in football or basketball or something. Like, uh, what is onions? Like, if there's a podcast called Onions, you'd be like, oh, I'd watch that, even though it's probably it might it's not is it about that? Six. Oh, he's gone to the yeah. house. Yeah, I, I think uh, it's go for it, Brinson. You know what it is? What I was gonna say. I think Kevin Harlan has some sayings that ah. could fit. I was gonna say we could rename this podcast to. He may have pulled a hamstring or the, he may have pulled a hamstring podcast would be spectacular. <laughs> no, I just, oh, he missed. What a That's... breach, what a call it. Breach was a redeeming podcast. Uh, one more thing about Andy Dalton. Oh, ho, ho! can we just rename it? Oh, <laughs> uh, that might get a certain clientele, at least initially. <laughs> we have, oh, no. I don't know what happened to the, the last. Hey, it's our first, it's our, it's our first tough podcast. What could you expect? And you know what? You're doing the promo read, and now we're, we went full soccer, which is okay, because we're pushing our CBS Sports podcast. If you if you did a pie chart of this podcast, it's like 64% soccer, 
32% baseball and like 4%. 4% and the rest percent. Yeah, the stiff arm. (laughs) So Le'Veon Bell was released by the Jets in the middle of this game. Um, Do you think he regrets leaving the Steelers? I got 28 million for 18 games. He could have gotten that much for. As in Steelers would have ground up. Yeah, yeah, he probably regrets it. He's getting. He must be miserable. At least went to football games. He played play. for the Jets. Like, there's literally no other thing than he was miserable. This is the only I, option. I, I'm not going to pretend to know Le'Veon Bell, like, personally. But okay. I, but based on the way that Le'Veon Bell has gone about his – actually, you know what? I take it back. Le'Veon, you know what Le'Veon Bell told me his rookie year? That when he gets done, he's a film junkie. That he wants to die. He wants to be an analyst covering the NFL. And he is big into studying film and working in the media. So I hope he gets that job. So I – I don't, this is at the 2013 Super Bowl, the New York Super Bowl, where he met for Breach for the first time when he had that, uh, handle of Jim Beam in a backpack and showed up to dinner. And stole my jacket that he's yet to return. Yes, and so jacket, that. that's right. You had Jim Beam all over. You didn't want it back. Um, this but, I'm up against. so I, like, I don't, I don't know Le'Veon Bell well, but I do feel like he tried to, he tried to take a stand. It didn't work out well. And then he got $28 million to play 18 games. It's not a bad deal. It's a terrible deal. It's like, what? I mean, money only goes so far. If you go to your job and you hate your job and they try to get rid of you for but a he's year, getting, he's 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 got twenty eight million dollars. He didn't have to play for the every Jets. day for three hundred sixty five days. You go to work and and you know that they hate you there and they're trying to get rid of you. I get that he got paid. He could have stayed in Pittsburgh, not set out of here and rode jet skis for the whole football season. I was and, gonna say that Ryan. It, so if he had stayed in Pittsburgh or in twenty twenty, he would have made. At the end of the 2020 season, he would have 45 million dollars in his pocket. But do we think that? Do we think that? All right. So, what season do you hold out? 2018. 2018. So he he think, just he burned 17 million dollars. Was he, he miserable in 2018? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no, 2018 no. was a pretty good year for him. He was no. making rap videos on jet skis, man. Like no, he yes, wasn't exactly. miserable, but nobody, awesome. you don't want to. Nobody wants to burn 17 million dollars. He was he He's 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 doesn't have money problems. You don't know that. And by the way, if you ask him right now, if he told you the truth, I would imagine he would say, yeah, the last two years really sucked. I, I re- regret taking the year off. He tweeted I, out, remember, I, I don't know if you guys saw this tweet, that uh, he would never sign with the Jets, and then he ended up signing with the Jets. That's true. I, I, I just I just think that, like, we're, we're like, well, Le'Veon Bell completely ruined his life. I mean, like, he's fine. Who said that? I didn't say that. I just said they probably regrets like, leaving he Pittsburgh. He regrets it. It's, he made the worst decision of his life. No, he's made worse decisions, like driving uh, while smoking weed with LeGarrette Blunt, and then saying, "I didn't know you couldn't smoke weed and drive." That was worse decisions than probably this. But again, I, I think that he regrets. Worse decision towards ACL. I feel like that second rat video was his worst decision. Oh, feels like you're a bitter, you're a bitter Steelers fan about this. Not at all. I mean, Ryan, if the Steelers called him tomorrow and asked no. him uh, if you want to come back, would you want it? No, I don't know where he plays. You have James Conner, you have Benny Snell, you have Anthony McFarlane. They're all getting touches. I mean, I, see, I'm going to blame. I'm going to say that Le'Veon Bell goes somewhere and has a thousand yard season before he retires. That's fine. Yeah, sure. I mean, well, just that. simply because of the Adam Gase factor. Fair enough. I, I get all that, and he, there are plenty of places that make sense. I mean, the Bills could use him. Uh, the Texans could use him. The Bears uh, could use him. The Bears could use him. Sure. So there could are the places that use him. Nah, I, I guess, but I mean. I would love him to go to the Bills and then be playing the Jets in two weeks and go off for like 200 total yards right. and four touchdowns. That yeah. would be fitting. And Brent, I don't think the Chiefs is that crazy I don't because so. I, 
I, I just think that you have a rookie back there. He's still trying to learn on the fly. Le'Veon Bell's a great pass-catching running back, and you put a quarterback like Mahomes. Yes, Ryan? Tampa Bay. Uh, I'm here for Tampa Bay, if only for the so our, our social media team and everyone's social media team be like, the greatest <laughs> backfield in NFL history? Is it? I don't know. Can you stop the Buccaneers? Sean McCoy. Crap. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. (laughs) Gronk, OJ Howard, he's out for the season. Whatever, bro. Is it the greatest backfield ever? I don't know. Actually, the Washington Football Club, the New York Giants, clearly needs someone. Nobody is tanking. Nobody's tanking. But I mean, in terms of needs, he he won't be out of a job. So I'm saying the Green Bay Packers. That I I would love that fit there in terms of pass catching running backs. Um, The Vikings. Who knows with Dalvin Cook, he can't stay healthy more than 15 minutes. So the, I mean, you could go down the I list. I the Giants. They just signed Devontae Freeman. I think okay. Ryan said that, and you said no one's tanking. <laughs> oh, you don't they're, think they're tanking? They signed Devontae Freeman, so I don't. I mean, oh, I see what you're saying. What um, about the uh, Houston Texans? Maybe yeah, Romeo Cornell's like, this is how you do it. You don't trade DeAndre Hopkins away. Uh, you sign a guy for minimum salary and bring him in. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I think two teams that actually aren't tanking that makes some sense. I would love to see Kamara. And Lev Bell in the backfield against a, with a quarterback who can't throw the ball overhand. The Seattle Seahawks, Chris Carson, Lev Bell. Seahawks actually makes sense. So there, I mean, you really can't go wrong. It's Seahawks that, sign every veteran, like right. every big name veteran. But they will have to pay. I don't think Lev he ain't playing for a million dollars a year. All right, uh, what, what, what about what, the Chargers? What, or, what do you think they the odds are? What are the odds are that whoever writes our Lev Bell landing spots post on CBSSports.com includes the Patriots? It'll be number one, or it'll be the last one at the bottom. It'll be the very like bottom. Minus, I'd say the odds are like minus one thirty-five. I will say that post has already been written, not by me. And do you think the Patriots are on it? Yeah, of course they are. And they they are, are not on it. Wow! No way. Tyler Sullivan didn't write that. And oh my god, Tyler Sullivan god. did write he it. Did. Oh. 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 Double You just Cody Parkey that, man. That was the double doink and out. Tyler dunked on me, picked the ball up and dunked on me again while I was laying You were dunking on Tyler and he stole it from you and dunked on me. That was a double Well, I said that about Tyler because Tyler's a Patriots fan, so I thought he'd put that in there. But It's uh, a shame that no one will ever hear the end of this podcast to hear that double dunk. Because we we scared everyone away with 20 minutes of soccer. (laughs) Debo will clip that part at least. Maybe Tyler doesn't want Lev Bell. But I feel like if you have, what, uh, Damian Maybe Harris, you're trying to get him some carries, James White, you know, like you don't need another hog in that backfield. You can li- Well, you can also only carry so many running backs. That's your roster. Right. And so you probably have to dump someone. I think that, to do that. Or put him on the practice squad. Maybe Le'Veon Bell's willing to play on the Patriots practice squad. That would be hilarious. What about the Bengals? Yeah. But I think Gio Bernard and obviously Joe Mixon. I don't know that the Bengals Gio will Bernard bring in is, someone like that. Gio um, Bernard is not a reason not to bring in another running back. I like the Chargers idea. I actually like the idea of the Colts. Um, yeah, I like the Colts. Mac is hurt, obviously. Just traded for Jonathan Taylor in a fantasy league. What if the Nick Chubb injury is a little more serious than anyone thought? That's a good one. think Browns the Browns think about it? Browns they could play one. him this week against the Steelers. I like it. All right, let's get the hell out of here. It's been like a Again. 55 minute podcast. We have to start this podcast be... at noon to finish. We were aiming for 30 there. minutes, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah. We I, I was supposed to start the boys 21 minutes ago. Yikes. Go watch the boys on Amazon Prime. It's fantastic. Also, by the way, uh, Wilson recommended 
Um, I guess you can only do it for Thursday night football, but watch, uh, Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. Ooh, yes. Audio on Thursday night football. If, if you are, if you listen to this podcast long enough to listen to the end of this, um, Amazon Prime or actually not on Amazon, they're on Twitch. You have to go to Twitch. No, no, you do Amazon Prime. Not through and, Roku. I think you can do it through the Fire Stick, maybe. And if you're listening on Wednesday, it's Prime Day, so you want to be on Amazon Prime anyway. Wait, is Wednesday you Prime? Probably day? get a great deal. It's probably a good sign up deal. Wednesday, I got all right, so, all right, oh, let's before we get out of here, what are we buying on Amazon on Prime Day? I haven't found anything that I. I, I, I don't want to so tell much. you what I bought because it's embarrassing. All right, let's Wait, see. I, the la- the I last. I bought my thing. wife's Christmas present. Oh, oh my God. I can't what say because she might listen to the podcast. I can't put exactly. it out there. There's, there's a, I will bet you any, I will, I will pay for your wife's Christmas present if she <laughs> actually organically listens to this podcast, this portion of the podcast. What, what was it? <laughs> I don't even want to say. What yes, if somebody yes. could tweet? You don't know what people what on the internet it? do. What, it will get out it? there. I'm not going to say it. What was and then it? we also bought 800 baby wipes because they were on sale from like $40 down to 20 Here's what, I, here's what I ordered earlier today on Amazon as a uh, last thing you ordered Amazon game. Hefty disposable hot cups with lids, 16 ounces, got 20 of them. I forgot oh. it was Amazon Prime Day, but I, uh, so when I drive to Connecticut every weekend, so I don't have to carry the friggin' cup around with me. Are they not like, is it disposable cups? Yeah, disposable. Right. Very disappointing. What? Why? They're paper. Not styrofoam. Okay. All right. That's fine. I don't even think they make styrofoam. Cups I hope not. I mean, they, they definitely do. My, my, my father-in-law, my stepfather-in-law uses styrofoam like every night. He, he strictly uses styrofoam. And, and Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is like keeping the styrofoam industry alive. Styrofoam yeah. is terrible for the environment. So is plastic. Yeah. That's why these are disposable. Uh, I need a printer. So I'm going to do it. We're going to get done. Oh, with I have podcast. a great printer. You want you a good do? recommendation on a printer? I would love one. Yeah, I love it. It's a laser printer. Usually I don't get laser printers for home usage, but this one works. What is it? Uh, I'll put it into Slack, or I could just tell you. It's a it's black and white. It's not a color printer. I don't know if you need color. I don't, I don't care about color. Brother Compact Monochrome Laser Printer, and I'll uh, I love it. It's been spectacular. It takes you know the the jet the inkjet printers take forty minutes to do two pages. You can print yeah. ten pages in ten seconds. I mean, honestly, my biggest problem is that like I'm, my wife's always like, "Can you print this real quick?" I'm like, "You know, our printer's not ink." Exactly. So, what does it mean inside ink? I'm like, well, you, it's always that ink. It, it, it prints 12 pages inside ink. This is a laser jet cartridge. You stick it in there. It tells you when it's slow. You order another one, but it lasts forever. It's just a, just a hammers out, hammers out these, uh, black and white paper, paper. It's awesome. You can print from your phone, from your computer, is it wherever. The short one or the big one? No, nah, it's, you know, we can probably talk about this not on the podcast, huh? It's Amazon Prime Day. <laughs> All right. Well, if anybody has anything good that they find on Amazon Prime Day, tweet at us. If you've got a great printer, let me know. And uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow.